ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is time for Wrestling Chat with Friends. I am filling in for our favorite heel with heels. Megan is not here today, but I'll be holding down the fort. I am Cheats, two belts, and I am joined as always by our Wrestling Chat aficionado, Ty. What is it today? Um, today is going to be Ty. Ty Feliz Navidad. <laughs> yes. Ty Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I love it because this is our holiday edition of Wrestling Chat. And we apologize that we didn't give you a dope show to step to last week. We had a lot going on, but we are back. Look, the little man bought the belts into the room. As you can see, we got two of them. It's all here. Um, But we've got a very, very, very special guest coming in. You can see him already on the screen. You can already see that he has his gear on my main man they call him ref i'm gonna i'm gonna say this one time ref jason but we're gonna call him ref for the duration of the program and ref represents a very very exciting promotion right here in the cap city of richmond virginia uew ref welcome to the program hey i appreciate it guys thank you for having me on tonight the first question I got to ask you, and Ty, jump in here, because we have so many UEW questions. We're yes. excited. We, we've been following on social. We know that you, you, you've you had a, a handful of live shows, uh, and it's growing. It's getting bigger. The promotion's growing. We're so excited about it. But tell us how it started. What do you know about the origin of UEW, how it started, and tell us about the year that you guys have had in 2021. So how it started was a group of friends like y'all who had a podcast who went around <laughs> the local, they went around the local independent events, did, did live podcasts from the shows and they looked at each other and were like, man, we can do something a lot better than what we're seeing. Word. Chris Keith, Tommy Morgan got together and created United Elite Wrestling. 2019 of November was the breakout month for UEW, our first show ever. And then tell us a little bit about how you came on board and what this year looked like. Because we have so many questions about yeah, actually yeah. being a ref, but we're going to get into those later. <laughs> tell us about, because if, if November 19 is when this group of group of gentlemen got together and launched a promotion, there's so much that goes into that, but... Tell us how you became on board. What made you want to do this? How you got involved in the ref game, bro? So how I came on board was um, I knew Chris uh, from Gold's Gym uh, and from seeing him at uh, other promotions. And, uh, you know, we, we text a lot or whatever, and um, we got to talking about how I had always wanted to be a referee. I've watched wrestling my whole life, you know, from the, the Hebners, the Robinsons, Mike Chioda. You know, I even do the Mike Chioda, you know, two count in honor of him. Um, you know, and I, I never wanted to sit there and, you know, get hit and speared and all that stuff. Like, y'all can have that. <laughs> so, you know, he's like, you know what? 
He's like, with this new promotion I'm starting, I sure could use a ref. So that's when I went to seminars. I did some training, and I got involved. Um, far as this past year, you were asking me what kind of year we had. It started off kind of rocky. I'm not going to lie. Everyone knows COVID and all the issues. Um, February 8th, um, excuse me, January 30th and April 24th, we had some uh, tapings that we did down in Norfolk. Um, they're, both of those are on YouTube. And um, after that, we went live, starting with June 27th. Had almost a 300-person, uh, excuse me, July 23rd. I'm getting my dates all confused. Hey. It's all right, Rep. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right, Rep. Hey, July 23rd, you know, um, we had over 300 people there. And, you know, it just builds, you know. And, you know, this has been a really great year for UEW. Um, any of y'all watching that uh, no Ring of Honor, Rhett Titus, he's our mm -hmm. champion. Mm -hmm. You know, the man himself, the professional. And, and you've been able to work some of those matches. Uh, what's it like in regards to working with all kinds of talent, with all different types of skill sets um, from kind of the, the, the newer indie worker wrestler to somebody like your world champion? What's the, what's the kind of diversity and range and what can we expect when, when audiences go to a UEW event? You know, most new guys, you know, like myself, I still consider myself a new guy. You know, a lot of us are, are anxious and nervous and, you know, we want to, you know, make sure, you know, we, we, we do what we can do out there. You know, the, the older crowd, the veterans, you know, they come out there cool, calm, collected, you know, they're, they're not too uh, nervous about it. You know, they have a lot of great feedback. Let me tell you mm. the best thing about being able to ref, uh, like Rhett Titus or Moose or uh, Rich Swan, you know, you can always go to those guys for feedback and you can get some major feedback from them, which is a great opportunity. Go ahead, Ty, jump in here. I don't want to take it all, all the Oh, energy. no, no. I, yeah, I was about to come in. I was about to come ref, ref, ref. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the wrestling world is really crazy. It, it is super, super crazy. Uh, built like that. What's the craziest thing you've seen thus far in your in, in your in your career? So, uh, I, I guess uh, I guess the craziest thing that I have actually refed uh, would be a last man standing match between Timmy Danger and Eddie Diamond. Um, it was for the UEW Continental Championship, uh, July twenty third. Um. They uh, they went all out. There was a chair pyramid. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, they definitely finished the match going through a table, which ended in a double count out. Mm. There's definitely ring posts involved. Uh, flying over the ropes into guardrails involved. Um, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but watching it, let me tell you, it was pretty painful. And you were saying that, you know, you don't, you're not taught that you don't want to take any, I guess I can use the terminology. You don't want to take any ref bumps. You're not that kind of, you're not that kind of ref. You don't want to get hit. Um, but if it came time to do something like that, like, you know, would you, what type of bump are you willing to tax? What's, what's your pain tolerance? Yeah. What's your pain tolerance in this? 
Well, I don't know if Chris Keith, Double K, you know, promoter for UEW is watching this right now. And maybe uh, Sin, um, who, if anyone knows Sin, he was on uh, AEW Dark uh, earlier this year. I was definitely referencing a uh, match between them two. And uh, Sin hurt his knee. Mm. And uh, I, I checked on him out of good faith, making sure that my man's okay. Can you continue the match? I'm knowing to me that here comes Double K with a spear and Sin throws me right in the way and I get taken out. Mm. Taken out. Let me tell you, my neck was hurting, my ribs. I mean, I, I finished the match after I came back too. But, yeah. See, so the mark of a good ref is one that we don't know is there, right? Like, the mark of a good ref is to have the action go where the ref isn't actually a factor in the match. How do you balance out being able to keep law and order in the ring with the marks of a good ref of actually trying to be invisible? You know, that's a great question. Um, it's a very uh, tough one to answer. Um, I will do my best, but um, you don't want to get in the way, but I'm also very hands-on to where, uh, especially during championship matches, um, I'm not as invisible during those because if you get into the corner and I'm one, two, three, four, and I've got to count to five, look, if it's a championship match, I'm not going to sit there and DQ you for the corner. I'm going to get in there, push you apart, and then I'm going to retreat back to my corner. That's a good ref. And then let, let y'all do well, – yeah, but no one wants to see a, a championship match end like that. No. No, <laughs> no not at all. Let me – look, I've always wanted to ask uh, a professional referee this question because it is an age-old ad, um, adage of wrestling referees to do the one, two, and right when they're about to hit the three, they seem to be able to pull up right at the right time, right when they kick out. Do you anticipate the kick out coming? How do we know every time when we do the one, two, that you just can't stop your hand from going to the three? It always seems like a two's coming up there. Are you are you are you trained to know when that three count's about to go look up for the last minute kick out? I, I don't know. And you know what? I see refs that are able to stop and pull back up. And I can't I can't do it. If you watch me do my counting, I'm like one, two, and if they go to kick out, I have to tuck my hand underneath my body to stop myself from hitting the mat. Now the I mean these these, you know, Earl Hebner's and you know Mike Chiotas and Charles Robinson, how they're able to stop. Is beyond me. I mean, it, it's amazing to see Ty, them do that. They always do it, Ty. They always do it. They I don't always, know how I they mean, do it. That's 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 just that's awesome. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that you know you don't want to see the action stop. No one, no one in the audience wants to see the action stop. So you're looking for that for that. Come on, kick out. Come on, kick out. Come on, kick out. Come on, kick out. So, and out of all the stars that came to have come into UEW, get out of focus for a minute. Let me go ahead and. Pull it back. Pull it back, Ty. Pull it back. Pull it back. Pull it back. Pull it back. Come on, Shinsuke. Still out of focus. Okay. There you, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> we got him back. Shinsuke saved me. Um, out of all these matches, out of all these matches, which one was the hardest to ref? Like, they, they just mm. would not 
pay attention. They would just not respect your authority. Who man. I'll tell you, Alpha Inc. And I keep bringing up, you know, Double K and Chris Keith. You know, <laughs> you know that it's his promotion, so I only say so much. But man, that does 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 Double K, Mac Butler, and Sludge Gibson, man, they they really like to, to to play dirty. You know, they they really do not respect the authority. And you know, Double K is like, hey, it's his ring, which he's right, but it's. They're the worst, let me tell you. In the ring, they're they're dirty. Ref, let me ask you this. Um, and we only have a few more minutes with you. We really appreciate yeah. the time. Um, being ro- located in Richmond, we're all in Richmond. Richmond's our home base. We love it. We know the South, especially when you're talking about North Carolina, as a hotbed for wrestling. AEW just yes, did it is. In, in Greensboro. Um, and it was kind of Charlotte is the home of several wrestlers. Talk to me a little bit about just wrestling in Richmond, wrestling in Virginia. Do you think it's a it's a place of growth? Do you think it's a good place for indie wrestling? Uh, what do we think about the scene and the setting here in Richmond? You know, I think that it could be a, a great hotbed for for wrestling. Um, you have uh, a few promotions. Um, you got a couple here in the Richmond area. Um, you have UEW, of course. Um, you also have classic pro wrestling that usually is down in uh, Hopewell. Um, you have VCW, which is down in the Tidewater region. Um, and then you have uh, quite a few out in uh, Western uh, Virginia, which I'm not too sure of exactly what their uh, promotions are called. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we see when WWE and AEW comes to town, how packed you know the Coliseum used to be when the Coliseum was open. Sure. Mm-hmm. So there's wrestling fans out there. We just have to find a way to grab their attention and to let them know wrestling's here, baby. It's here. And there ain't no glitz and glamour and flashy, you know, titantrons. But you're getting better in-ring action here. And it's ready. And I think there's going to be like a giant boom, too, just with, with ROH going on hiatus the way it is. There's a lot of indie wrestlers out there. Yes. It's, it's gonna be I think I think it's great. I mean, we already have people, people like Mickey James is from here. Yep. Uh people like um Sarah Seven is from here. She's from Virginia Beach. Uh we have who else? Who else? Uh Cowboy, Hangman. He's not yep. from here, but he's from Virginia. I mean, yes. I think that and he's AEW World Champion. I think it's gonna be a big boom for like the big boom that we saw a couple of years back before WWE had the unholy purge of ROH and all of the empty. Well, (laughs) here's the, here's the truth. UEW is making a lot of moves. If you looked at the last two months alone, the announced, the wrestlers that they have signed, the wrestlers that they have announced what's coming in January and what's coming beyond ref before we get you out of here. Tell us a little bit about the exciting times at UEW, what's happened over the last, say, month and a half with signings, and then what do you, what's the plan for January of 2022? Well, I'm going to do the best I can because when it comes to planning ahead, um, that's going to be a lot of um, Chris Keith talk. You know, okay. it's, it's, we'll it's his baby. Chris, we'll have to have Chris Keith on, Todd. We're going to have to get him. Hopefully yeah, he look, I mean, um, hopefully he watches uh, this interview and likes what we're doing. I don't know, man. He doing my ref. He doing the ref dirty. I don't know about that now. 
You got to respect the ref. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, we're, um, he's making a lot of headway. You know, he, he he's, you know, since he's the promoter, he's the booker. You know, he does all that. Um, he recently went to the um, the Ring of Honor's last pay-per-view, you know, so he spoke with some some guys there, some ladies. Um, so, you know, like, like y'all know, Mike Bennett was supposed to be coming in, but due to impact uh, obligations, he will be going in there. Um, but don't worry, Mike Bennett will be back. Um, you know, and we, we have, we have a lot of talent lined up, you know, and there, I, and there is a show in January, right? This is the yeah, J- January, January 22nd, January 22nd. Where is it at? It's, I know it's here in Richmond. Ben Wallace's gym, which is a new location, right? Uh, yep. That's gonna be our, it's gonna be our first time going there. Uh, it's off of Westwood Avenue, I believe. Yep. I, I don't have the information right in front of me. No, no, no. It's a phenomenal um, facility. Uh, we yeah. see a ton of, uh, they run a, a huge pro in basketball league there. Uh, uh, you know, in the off season, where pros come in and play with uh, college and high school folks, uh, it's a, it's a it's a it's a great facility. I think it'll be a great uh, place for uh, UEW to explore. So that date is say one more time, January twenty second. You said yes, January twenty second. That's awesome, ref. Let me get my tickets now. Yeah, we got to We got it. We got to get our tickets early. We can't uh, can't thank you enough because you know, in this time, you got a, you got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> One of the things, the last thing I'll ask you, because we talked about this um, when we previously spoke before, but being a ref is actually really physical. Uh, yes. You guys have to, to stay in great shape. You have to, you know, kind of eat right. Tell us a little bit about what it takes for you to be physically be a ref in the ring. Physically, I mean, you need you need some good cardio. Let me tell you, over the holidays, I've slacked a little bit. I'll admit it. Um, you know, it happens, man. You get busy. It you know, happens. I also coach. Does. I also coach little league uh, football, flag right. football. Right. So you know that takes up a lot of time too. But as far as getting in the ring, I mean, you you really do. Your strength has to be up. Your cardio has to be up. You know, you got to eat right. Uh, make sure you're taking in pr- plenty of calories, protein. Um, I usually hit the gym, do some weightlifting after work. And then I'll drive home and I'll do a lot of uh, calisthenic and cardio with the kids. You know, they like to do it with me. So I'll do some high intensity training, you know, calisthenics. And uh, the biggest thing is uh, to burn yourself out, you know, blow yourself up and keep on going. Hey, that's awesome. Ty, any last questions for Ref Jason? We got to get him out of here. I have just one question. Tag team, you and me. You and me. I got your back. I got your back. January 22nd, I got your back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate well, it, guys. Thank you so much, Ref. We really we really do appreciate it. Yes. We appreciate everything you're doing. We're excited about what you're building uh, and, and, and everybody over there at UEW with their building. So we can't wait to, uh, to check it out firsthand, hopefully get some interviews, get some more uh, – promoters and athletes on the uh, on wrestling chat with friends sounds good to me all right and last thing we always got to put our friends over megan would be mad if we didn't so where can everybody follow you <laughs> um you can look up ref jason you know i'm on uh, i'm on the facebook the twitter the instagram uh anywhere social media you can find me i'm right here in uh richmond you know come out to the uew show i'll be there thanks so much thanks so much all right 
there you have it, Thanks. ladies and gentlemen. UEW, check them out. Thank you, Ref Jason. We will see you later. Yep, take care. Ref. Ty, we are about to bring in another friend. Give me yes. one second, and we're going to get into the weekend wrestling and all kinds of other parts of our segment. Uh, let's see if we can get them up here. Ladies and gentlemen, I forgot to say that the Cheats Movement uh, – I was going to say podcast, but this is Wrestling Chat with Friends. I'm, I'm, I see you, Ty. I see you looking at me. Wrestling Chat with Friends is a part of the Family Podcast Network. Please, please take a minute to go over to the Cheats Movement Podcast Network.com. Cheats Movement Podcast Network.com. Sign up, become a subscriber for the Family Podcast Network. We're so excited about what's happening in January, and we need all of your support to make it happen. So, we are. I, I did the count the the other day, which is a little bit scary, Ty. But I did the count, uh-huh. and I think we're up to either launching or in development. I think the number now is fifteen podcasts. Hey. Okay, it's a lot. It's a lot more than I look when I when I when I'm texting you late at night saying, "Hey, this is what I'm worried about today." I, you know, the the number of podcasts now does not seem to be the issue. We have we have I'm a lot. I'm telling you, telling you, it's going to come. It's going to come, and it's going to be nice, quality podcast that everyone can listen to. Hopefully, we can get our actual next guest. Yeah, we got to get uh, get our next guest in here because we got a lot to uh, lot to talk about the week that was. Uh, oh, it's coming! Oh, oh, and look at the setup. Here we go. All hello, right, hello. Ta, I'm turning it over to you for introductions here. Yo, this is the man, the myth, the legend. This is Mr. Too Sweet himself, the beer god. This is C. M. <laughs> Bryant. Bam, 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 bam. What's good? What is up, man? What is up? I'm so glad you came on. I know it was it was it was a little last minute, a little, little last minute. Very much so, last minute. You can tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't <laughs> too bad. Truth. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. A, a day before, right? A day before? Yeah, yeah. 24 <laughs> nah, hours. Nah, it was, nah, we got to keep it 1,000. It was like an hour, <laughs> if not, an hour before, hour and a half. But look, Ty is singing your praises already as a wrestling aficionado, so we know we're not going to have any problems. Oh, and, there we and, go. But we, we, what we want is hot takes. We want you coming in hot. Oh, see, hot you got takes. the hot takes. Wow. Wow. Hot, hot takes. All right, all right. Hot takes, hot takes. Um, Let's see, let's see. Oh, no. mm. oh, hold on. We'll tee it up for you. We'll make it easy. Oh, okay. You don't have to go. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll make it easy. Yeah, what, kind of, what kind of show are we what show are we running? <laughs> we have to think of the takes and make the hot takes. No, it. no, no. We uh we, we'll we'll make some of the takes. Where do you want to start, Todd? Because there, there's so much that has happened over the lot. last week and a half, and we didn't do a show last week. I think if you don't mind, let's start with Ring of Honor. Final battle, uh, kind of an end of a, kind of an end of an era. However, I'm a little confused myself personally because when they shut their doors or announced they were shutting their doors and letting their wrestlers kind of go their separate ways, it was mm-hmm. always set up to me like they are going to come back. They're coming yes. back, whether it's second quarter of 22, they're, but they're going to come back. And when they come back, they're going to try to do do it better, try to do it right. However, yes, there was some real feel of finality, if you will, to this Ring of Honor kind of final epic battle. Like 
they seem to be closing up a lot of loose ends that made me think like whatever they do coming back, it's not going to be like NXT and NXT 2.0. It's going to, whenever they come back, it's going to be something completely different. Like, and, and, and I'm, I'm appreciative before I turn it over for, for the hottest of the hot takes. I'm appreciative of the way they kind of put a button on this period of ring of honor. But am I wrong to think when they were saying this, that like, I, I just feel like I'm missing something like, they oh they they're gone they're not coming back i there was finality to it but the thing the the key point to me when i saw that i don't think it's final is that everyone's still they crown new champions and they're still defending those belts roh belts are still active in the world i mean they they may not have like a home like a home uh base to have all their shows like you don't you're not gonna see a ROH show, there's gonna be other people's shows, but Jonathan Gresham, who finally deservedly so got the ROH world title, he said he wants to defend it anywhere and everywhere. And he first person he wants to defend it against is Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson. I keep doing that. Brian Danielson. It's been a while. Look, look, it's been a while. You do that every week. I do it every single week. (laughs) I mean, and you still got like a Josh Woods is still there for for the pure uh, for the pure championship match matches out there. So we still have champions. They're still active. It's, it's I don't think it's the end. We still also have the uh, winner take all match against Deanna Perrazzo. and uh, what's what is her? I keep forgetting her name. I think it's Roxy. Yeah, yeah. Roxy. Okay, yeah, Roxy. Yeah. Yep, Roxy. Uh, and also. It might be a winner take everything because we have Deanna Perrazzo versus Mickey James for the NWA world title. So if she wins that and then Roxy beats her, she's gonna have all the belts for all so all the belts. So what did you think and, and see him get in here, if you will? If you saw, did you see the final battle? Or did you do you follow Ring of Honor at all? I don't follow uh, RH that much. So Sad to report that sad. What uh what what was your like cause even with the uh, with the change changing of the guard, the new kind of heavyweight championship, right? It felt to me like, hey, let's just do the right thing. <laughs> like, put the belt on Grisham; he deserves it. He's like, he's here at the end. You know what I mean? It kind of felt like this was like, you know, somebody announcing like, oh, this is my this is my last season, and they were like, okay, yeah, this is this is your going out present. Um, the thing that threw the thing that I was interested about was kind of the introduction of uh, kind of newer, like like the, the the guest cameo spots, right? So we had what do, I don't even know what do you call him? It's not Braun Strowman anymore, right? Who, who, he is Eric Sher or a AKA uh, Titan. Yeah, Titan. Yeah, Titan. And then one of the things that I thought was interesting leading up to that final battle. Uh, FTR said yep. they've got one tag team still left that they could they, that they want to have a great match with, and that was yep. the Briscoes, and they yep. showed up at Final Battle to kind of tease this match this this fight with the Briscoes, and I love what FTR is doing, but I just thought that those were interesting, kind of, yeah, kind of introductions, if you will, yep. um, in, in something that's ending. Right. 
So yeah. that leads yeah. me to think the Briscoes, who are already GCW now, right? Uh, it oh, makes the me think yeah, the Briscoes. The Briscoes GCW, yeah. Yeah, but I think the Briscoes are going to end up at AEW, right? They're going to. They were backstage at AEW uh, a couple of weeks ago. I know that much. Uh, and we can't forget about uh, Wesley Blake right. also premiering on ROH as well. To I mean, I don't know if anyone really cares about Wesley Blake, but I mean, <laughs> he was still there. <laughs> so, to put, put a bow on this in regards to um, what, what do we think is going to happen with, with Ring of Honor? Yo, yo. And, all right. And, and and rate the what did you think of final battle? What would you give it as a as a total card show? Total card show, if you're doing a five stars or five belts, I would give it a four point five. You thought it was I that good? Yeah, I yeah. love the show. I love the vignettes. I love the wow. vignettes that came back and you know uh, a lot of the former uh, everybody basically outside of WWE. Uh, <laughs> anybody that was in Ring of Honor in WWE was not in the vignettes. Uh, Kevin Owens spoke on that. If you were following some of the some of the news, Kevin Owens said they never asked they never asked for access from WWE to do anything, and they would have. He says they would have gladly done it. The athletes, we don't know about this, but Tony yeah, Khan was basically, in many ways, Tony Khan was like floating this production. If you didn't know behind the scenes to make this thing to to send it out the right way, and it's actually another tribute to Megan says this every week. Um, our other host, uh, Sam, who's not here tonight, says how much Tony Khan is basically just a fan. And he's a fan with like super deep right. pockets. And mm. so this is another example of him and his appreciation just for professional wrestling. Because we don't know, definitely, we know Ring of Honor wouldn't have gone out the way that they'd gone out with the final battle without Tony Khan's support, per se. They would have done something. It probably wouldn't have been as grandiose as they did without without the con family help so four out of five stars ty you're putting a bow what happens what happens to ring of honor now just hiatus until they come back hiatus when until they come back they're probably going to be like just an independent like every they're going to do a per match instead of having contracts they're going to float their champions they're re- they're wrestlers out to everybody else that needs them a lot of partnerships it's probably just going to be like a hub and no contracts. That's the key here. No R- ROH has no contracts. Now. Everybody's no. just out. Yep. All right. Yeah. Next topic. And the question is, for hot takes, do we want to get into immediate trash or do we want to talk about something that's happening in the ring? So there's an out-of-the-ring trash story that I'm going to bring up, and then we can also talk – or we can talk about an in-the-ring story right away. Which one? Because it's, it's coming either way. Sam, Sam, you're the guest of honor, sir. You're the guest of honor. Yeah, out of the ring yeah, trash yeah. or in-ring action. But let's talk about that out of, out of the ring trash. Yeah. Out, so the biggest out of the ring trash story I have to bring up, because a lot of people have spoke on this, and they speak on it in a way that they say, we need to leave these people alone, but then they're still speaking on it. And that is the AEW backstage, what could be romance, not romance, Sammy Guevara ending his engagement to his longtime girlfriend. And all of the talk is that he ended his engagement because of a relationship with Ty Conti, which they have both denied. And Ty Conti deleted all of her social media accounts. Mm. A bunch of AEW athletes, including Big Swole, came out, former AEW athlete Big Swole, came out and said, 
you you know, wrestling fans are trash. We need to leave these people alone. Sammy's going through something on his own just because he does a lot of – Ty Conti is a part of the Sammy Guevara blog. Um, has anybody been following this story? Because it's a it's – a, it's, a, it's bigger because if you guys didn't follow – if you followed AEW from the beginning, it's a bigger story because, you know, Sammy proposed to his long-term girlfriend in the yeah. ring at an yeah. AEW event. So it was – it's a whole part of the storyline. But now, this is not a part of the storyline. He did announce that they ended their engagement prior to getting married, and the rumors instantly swirled that it was Ty Conti's fault. Wow, that, that's all I have to say to that. that that's that's an, have you been <laughs> have you been following this story? <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't followed that at all. I follow uh, Sammy on uh, IG all the time. <laughs> so you've seen you've seen Ty yeah, so Conti. Yeah, exactly. So I've yep. seen yeah. That that's wild. That's wild. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to make that a part of the show, though. Obviously. It's a work. It's a work. Yeah. They're really married. They got eloped. <laughs> you think? You, uh, what do you, you think, think Ty? It's a work. You think they're together or not together? I think they they got married. They got eloped. It's a work. Wow. <laughs> conspiracy. Con- it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Take Ty Conti is turning heel. So people actually care about her. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be the heel today. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You got to be the heel. You got to be the heel. I'm not a Ty Conti fan. I'm not a fan of her. That's right. You're not. Which is which is like so. Okay. So me and Ty disagree on this strongly. Okay. Because one, I am a Ty Conti fan. I I actually think uh, that you know, for lack of a better term, extremely easy on the eyes. That Ty Conti. Ty doesn't believe so. Ty has actually been in chats saying that he doesn't necessarily see that angle of Ty Conti <laughs> being a superstar one way or the other. I, I strongly disagree. Um, I don't she know. Flat face. See, see, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> she has negative lips. I Look at this. Guy. Negative lips. <laughs> this is disrespectful. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if she has the in-ring ability like right. um, Thunder Rosa, like Sheeta like uh, Nyla Rose, like Ruby Soho. I don't think she's mm-hmm. there yet. However, she's also young. She's in her mid-20s. Um, I think she has the potential to be, to be a oh, star. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think anybody with like some kind of passion in wrestling has potential, you know? I've, I've seen so many people come out with zero skills when they first start and, you know, put in, some, put in the work and the de- developmental and Next thing you know, that they can move. You know, I'm loving that. Like when uh, when Lana was doing her thing. You know, I was like, dang, you know, she came <laughs> from nothing to something. I think she did. I think I think <laughs> the really end. Did. I think the end of Lana's WWE yeah. run leaps and bounds better than anything she had done. Absolutely, and she had done a lot of good that. stuff in the ring. She did Absolutely. a lot of good stuff that. in the ring at the end. Yeah. I give that. Lana, I think, Lana I did think, put in some work. I think Takati's a better wrestler than Lana. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. I mean, not really. saying much, but right, right, right. Lana, it, but it, yeah. this pop figure is a bigger wrestler <laughs> than Lana right now. But she did some good. She did some good stuff. She did no, no. She she did some good stuff, and she was and no one really gave her a chance. I will give you that. I am not mm. actually a Lana hater. I do I do actually because she has she has something. She has she may not have the in ring stuff, but she has a personality. She has a a. Like like that it factor too. That's true. I mean, she does. When people when she talks, people pay attention. So can we go back to Sammy? Can we go back to Sammy really quick? Yeah. Can I can I tell you my theory? 
I have a theory. They're trying to make Sam. They're trying to make Sammy interesting, some way or, no, or another. You, you're Whoa. again <laughs> flames, flames. So I'm, when, when I'm high doesn't on, like anybody. I'm high he on really Sammy. Like I'm high on Sammy too. <laughs> I'm probably I was the highest when we did rate the when we did rate the wrestler the very first one, Sammy Guevara. I was higher than both Ty and Megan on Sammy as a <laughs> as a star and a wrestler. He's not there yet. But this is oh. I've got a theory that actually has less to do with the in-ring stuff. And my okay. theory is just like any star athlete, right? Any NBA draft pick, any NFL draft pick that has a longtime girl from home, right? Then you sign that contract, you get in that big city, you're looking around and you're like, yeah, this is, this world is bigger than I thought. <laughs> this is a big world out here. And in this big world, there's a lot of other people. Not saying good or bad. What you got to look at the career trajectory of Sammy Guevara, right? Sammy is an indie until he signs at AEW. You know, he's people have have, have labeled him up and comer, big you know, big potential, big star. He gets put in the inner circle, youngest guy in the inner circle has some really big matches. But look at what's happened at AEW over the last year. You're on the road now. You're on TV. You're 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 getting, you know, you're doing your Sammy vlog. You're getting big pushes. You're starting to get recognized the world over as the next the next big thing, the young gun, the young stud. And I'm thinking this guy's going to arena to arena with the wrestlers, with the crew, you know, and looking around. And I don't think it's one particular person. I'm thinking the world just looks different now. AEW is here now. They're on TNT and they're going to be on TBS. They're on twice a week. He's He is a big, young star now. And when that happens, I just think in life, people start looking around and saying, this is, you know, I, I understand she been, she's been here the whole time, but the future is not going to be like the past. Like, that's what I, that's my theory. So basically, he out in the streets. He's like, "Man, the streets can have me right now." That's what he's saying. Uh, you know, I it, it happens. <laughs> I think it happens. It happens two ways too, right? So when if, if you're grinding, it's like when you're grinding on anything, and you have a loyal person that's beside you, grinding, 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 grinding. Sometimes you be careful what you wish for, right? You, your business breaks. You become a big star. You get a lot of money. You grind in, in college and high school. You get that draft. You know, now you're drafted. You're in the pros. That lifestyle may be different than – because we're always putting things on the, the athlete, right? But the, the the partner may have not have signed up for him to be on the road 320 days out of 360. It might have just been 150 to start with. AEW was new. But now if they're doing 300 dates – might be a different scenario, man. I just don't know. But I do think the growth of AEW and the growth of Sammy has probably more to do with the with the deterioration of personal life. Wow, that, that was a damn good take. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to I'm going to go ahead and say this. Go ahead, Todd. I'm leave, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it at that. I'm leaving it at that. This girl was at with him. We was shooting in the gym. In the gym. Now he, he want to change courts. It's okay. 
It's all right. Or maybe, or maybe they both want to. Maybe they both want to change courts. Happens, happens every day. Because from what I understand, is amicable. It was amicable. Like they both decided hey, they're better off as friends. Happens every day, man. It happens. It happens. Happens every but, day. But right. how does it feel that Hook replaced him in one match? No. There you go. No, there you didn't. Go. There you go. He didn't. He didn't replace him in one. But come on. Do we want to talk about the Hook debut? Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk star. about the Hook debut. Hook is a star. Yeah, so that that, that was great buildup on Hook. I have to admit, like that buildup, like everyone just wanted to see him debut over and over again. And then when he finally came out there, performed really nicely. Like he did. He's he surprised the heck out of a lot of people. Um, he was believable, aggressive. Uh, he had great swagger. Um, Taz was dope to him on the mic. Um, it was it was it was a great match. Um, I don't. I don't know if that like just made him like an instant star, but I know like he had the internet buzzing. Yeah, he's no, he's an instant star. Right, he's an instant star. Not, <laughs> not only because like you just said, there's not a lot of internet. Um, right. In this day and age, there's not a lot of internet praise in anything. There, people right. are always trying to find the negative in anything, and every from top tier wrestling analyst, wrestling promoter, wrestling writer from top down was like, "Yo, what did we just see?" Yo, we just right. saw something special, and that that's that's enough. I, can I tell you too, just from a hip hop fan, the action Bronson lead in was perfect. Oh, that was dope. Oh, it was perfect. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, it was perfect. That was that was one of the greatest debuts I've ever seen. Um, now they're just gonna have to keep it up. Like, how do you keep that up? I don't think <laughs> you can. I don't think. I, I mean, I think, I think he's gonna can. have. I, well, first of all, he fought Fuego del Sol. <laughs> You could only go up from there, but <laughs> let's let's talk about what they did. They 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 gave Fuego del Sol, which you know it is what it is, but they gave Fuego del Sol the the the, the debut. Um, Fuego del Sol is somebody that he can actually because Hook is bigger than people think, but he's right. not he's not a massive wrestling guy. He's not like he's not over there like Wardlow, right? So right, Fuego's a per he's physically bigger than Fuego. But he's going to have to get into the ring with, with some tougher folks. He's going to have to – he worked longer than I thought. That first match was a long work for a debut. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. But, it was. But I'll be interested to see what they do with him and what they do with uh, with um, Taz's whole Team Taz, right? Because mm -hmm. Team Taz it's, – it, what are they building? They're building up a Ricky Starks, Dante Martin type thing, right? Right. Uh, uh, Dante Martin. <laughs> no. Oh, do, oh don't wrestling. you dare! I look. I will for Megan. I'll have to defend Dante Martin here. You can defend Dante Martin all you want. He's stealing a piece of stale toast. No. CM so thought about Dante Martin. What do you think about Dante Martin here? Nah, yeah, I, I have to agree with Ty. Um, he's, what? He's stale. Yes. Stale. He's what? boring. He's sad and boring. He's boring. He has, oh my! How again? He's one. Yeah, he's one of the most prolific flying wrestlers they have in the in, in the business. Yeah, and he's super uh, young. That? I don't even think he's twenty-one years old, right? He no, he's I not. Think, he's not. He's super young. Yeah, you're right. This he's is this is why you give him Leo Rush, right? I thought that was great pairing. Yes, that you give him Leo Rush, who's a great mouthpiece and also a great wrestler. You put those two together. I think if you put him against Ricky Starks, who's also a great talker, like I haven't seen Ricky Starks in the ring in a minute. I think he did some. I think he did some dark stuff recently. But okay. he, he's coming his, off injury. But I like I like that. I like Dante Martin. Here's the problem with that though. 
okay, it works. Yes, it works when you put him with someone like Leo Rush. But the thing is, Leo Rush can go in the ring too. That's it's great. Yeah, it's great. And he's great exactly. on Mike. That means the attention is now on Leo Rush. I'd rather see right. Leo Rush match than I'd rather see a Dante Martin with his <laughs> with his uh, with a springboard moonsault that he that someone catches him and they just fall to the, on their backs and that's the pinning that's, that's the pinning combination. <laughs> like hate him. Like, like, hate like, him. He like, he's not he's not a PJ Black. He's not a he's not a um. He's not even a Kenny. He's not not even. I'm not gonna put him with the Kenny Omega, but I'm gonna hey, put him up to someone like, like like Fuego del Sol has more moves and more high impact moves than he does. Nah, stop. <laughs> stop. I rather I rather it is it is more it is you've more believable. Gone too far. It is you've more gone. believable to be pinned with a tornado DDT than it is for a one rope two rope flop moonsault. No, you got. <laughs> You've got one of the things things that I like about what AEW continues to do and what Dante has done is they give the people, AEW is consistently giving the people what they want, uh, especially Marks, wrestling Marks. They've given people what they want and they've, they've rode the momentum of like, who's hot. Now did, do they end it early? Maybe end it too early? Possibly. But Dante is getting that push now and, the, and I think a really appropriate storyline, the 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 Team Taz Leo Rush storyline, is a really good appropriate storyline for where Dante Martin is in his career, and he is the focal point of that storyline. The focal point of that storyline is not Leo Rush; it is Dante Martin, and ultimately what will happen with Team Taz and, and and Ricky Starks. And I think AEW does that well because the world is like. We want to see more Dante Martin. They're going to give you – the world is saying that. They're going to give you Dante Martin, I think, in an appropriate storyline. The same way – because, again, me and you have talked about this. Um, the same way they gave you an eight, a hangman championship. I don't care. I, I'm i the only one on the outside that I don't give a shit about hangman page. There it is. I said he's he's a Magnum TA. <laughs> 20, he's a 2021 Magnum TA, I and I like Magnum. But – you know, I don't care about yes, Hangman yes. Page like that. I don't care about the emo cowboy. Somebody said it the right. other day. Uh, um, <laughs> Daniel Bryant said it the other day at uh, Dynamite uh, last night. It was like, you emo cowboy can't figure it out. Turn out cold. Ooh. And I was like, this is great because this is a lot of the things I feel about Hangman Page. Right. But but the people wanted Hangman to have that belt. The Amen. people worked that story for nearly two years. To get Hangman over the title. They gave it to him, and he's carrying it well. I will say that he's carrying it well. And I think it's a testament as opposed to the other promotion, the other major promotion that never gives the people what they want. Uh, <laughs> EW <laughs> is, is constantly giving the people what they want. And so um, with that said, that's my take on where we are with Dante Martin. <laughs> That's a way. That's a very strange place from getting from Sammy Guevara's outside the ring to Dante <laughs> Martin to where we are with AEW. Let's just continue it on because there are some there are so a couple of matches, AEW wise, and then we'll we'll talk about the other promotion as well. That um, the other promotion WWE. I'll, I'll call it what it is because they're doing some things I have some questions about. Um, they're but, real questionable lately, but. 
they did we we talked offline we didn't we already had a chance to talk about winter is coming which mm-hmm. was the 60 minute match Heyman page daniel bryant which at the time i will be i was the outlier and i think it was my personal bias i told ty this i think it was my personal bias against hangman where i did not want to give it a five-star match <laughs> oh that's that's funny because it was personal like it was what? personal on me. Everybody else, Ty, you seem to think Megan seemed to think that it was well, but it was a you seem to think it was a very high, extremely yes. high. You thought it was higher. I guess the comparison was Daniel Bryant, Kenny Omega yeah. at Author Ash Stadium in New yeah. York City, where yeah. I actually did consider that a very, very high quality match. Probably still my favorite AEW match. You guys said that this match, and I say you guys, Megan and Ty, you said this match topped that. Talk to yes. me about your thoughts on Iron Man, 60 Minutes, Hangman Page, Daniel Bryan. Winter is coming. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Oh, oh, you want you want me to talk about that? Yes, sir. I only watch the highlights uh, because I don't care about Hangman Page. Um, wow. I thought it was so we're big. here. We yeah, are we, here. We're, we're, we're here with we that. We are here. Here we go. I, I, lo- I love Brian Danston. Can't stand Hangman Page. I thought it was weak how it ended in um what was that? Uh, the draw time, right time yeah, limit ran stupid. out yeah, he that's, hit the that's silly hit hit the buckshot lariat time time rings a bell great finish that yeah, was a great yeah. finish I, yeah that was an awesome finish I just hate when it ends in a draw like that like I wanted to find the winner um so I was a little annoyed at that so that, that, that's all I got to say and I like I, I don't even want to watch um I don't even want to watch number two. I don't want to watch them go right because number two is the Dang. first pay per view, <laughs> the Dang. first big event of AEW in January as a rematch. Just the rematch, exactly. Yeah, I, is, I care less about that. Is this what is is this what it feels like when I'm talking about the stuff to Megan? <laughs> is this much. what it feels like? Pretty much. Wow. Okay. So here's the thing: Kenny Omega versus the American Dragon. Great match. Great match. Yes. It meant nothing. It meant nothing. It was it was it was a match. It was a dream match that people wanted to see. Okay. It didn't do anything. Brian, I mean, yeah, Brian Danson is the same, was at the same spot he was, very high on the card. Disagree. Kenny Omega was the same spot. No. Was because no. wasn't that Dan- no. the, wasn't that Brian Danielson's no. first match in AEW? I, I don't I don't care if it was his it I don't was. care if it was his negative three match. You got Brian Danielson, <laughs> he's on the top of the card. Right, but it's just <laughs> I would say that match, first match in AEW, largest crowd, and like that that authorized stadium flushing crowd was the largest crowd in AEW history. And he's going against Kenny top Omega. Guy. Yeah, yeah, top guy maybe in the world. I thought it was I thought the stakes were high. Brian, Brian Danson has has so has done this stuff in a bigger in bigger crowds. Sure, I mean he's WrestleMania. Kenny right? Omega has done stuff in bigger crowds. Sure, he has sure. sold. He has gone and sold out Wrestle Kingdom four or five times. He's done four or five times in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestling sure. Okada. Okay. <laughs> all right. So no, nah. He's nah. That is it, it, continue not, on. Not, continue. Yeah, on. it's not all that important. <laughs> it wasn't all that important. It didn't establish anything really. Nothing. We already knew what they both these people were. What we didn't know was what was what type of, what type of type of champion. Where they're going to book Hangman as, and they are booking him as on par with Kenny 
Sure. Daniels, Danielson. Yeah, I think you have to. Yeah, he, he they are booking him as a top tier and that he, the story is still going on and he still doesn't know, he still doesn't think that of himself. He is that good. He almost beat, he almost beat him. He almost beat him. With, even though the buckshot layer is the stupidest move ever, but he almost beat them. <laughs> it is a dumb move. He's, it's, it's, it's dumb he's, dumb. he's <laughs> better. I will say this. Hangman Page, I, if, if anything, I gained respect for him more respect for him as a wrestler post this match than anything he had done in AEW before this. And, and I that's know that's what makes it important. And I, th- I think that is important. Um, however, this is also, I think, a credit and a tribute to how amazing Daniel Bryan is as a professional, as a wrestler. This guy goes from being literally the most popular babyface in AEW and turns it around literally in one promo cut after Hangman wins the title. He walks out, and basically, it's he, their, heel, their heel tendencies when he walks out, but by the time he finishes that first promo to set up the, the Hangman page uh, match, he's full heel after the promo. Then goes on and takes on every member of the Dark Order, makes fun. I just think that he's so much better than even I could have thought that he was. And I knew he was really good. I knew that. But this guy is the match that he had with Omega, followed by the match that he had with Hangman. The the I know uh, CM is saying he doesn't like the endings and draws. I think the interesting thing, the reason they're doing that is because they're protecting, they're, in many ways they're protecting Daniel Bryan from the L, Right. He's going to get the L. Sure. One of these days, somebody's going to give him the L. But they're like, look, this guy's by far the top guy probably in all the business right now. And, you know, him and, and, and what, Roman? Like, there's not – like, they're, 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 they're just – they're not going to have him take L's unless it's going to be a really, really meaningful L. And maybe right. maybe they put Hangman over at this pay-per-view because the funny part was last night's Dynamite promo – Hangman comes out and says, I went 60 minutes with Daniel Bryan. I feel like a failure because he didn't get on top of it. Bryant walks out and is like, you feel like a failure? You just went 60 minutes with me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was phenomenal. And I I just, I I love what, I think Daniel Bryan is is definitely the top guy in AEW right now. And he might be the top guy in all the industry right now. I I think it's phenomenal. Wow, yeah, I'm not gonna say that, but um, I'm not, I'm not he's, say he's had a better year. Besides Roman, Roman. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Roman. Roman's had a better year. But Roman's, Roman's had a better year. Better year. A better year. Uh, yeah, Roman's great. Roman's great. I'm I'm certified. Kenny had a bigger year. Tribal chief fan club. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny had a bigger year. Uh, for some reason, even though I don't like this man, Cody had a big. No, year. yeah, Cody has had a big year. What, get, kicked in the face by Malachi. <laughs> <laughs> fake, fake retirement. But, he, had a, he had a bigger but, year outside who, the ring. He made he, but, he made Brandy Rose likable and Rose at the top. That's what he did. But <laughs> but 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 who but who won the rubber match? <laughs> How many losses have Cody actually taken? For real. Pull up the win loss record. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's not, a good it's question. Not a, I you know. Isn't taking that many losses. I feel like the Cody went from being 
a really, really special guy, probably at the beginning of this year, like one of the top five special guys, just because of the way that he um, kind of came in AEW as like people kind of knew he was the man and knew his role. Yeah, you know, he carried the TNT title for a while. Now Cody, to me, is just a guy. The biggest the biggest storyline about Cody for me is when he's going to turn heel and like full heel and like how that how the people embrace that. Because, again, you're wrestling Andrade and you threw your belt in the crowd and the crowd threw the belt back. <laughs> back at you, yeah. That is awesome. That is that awesome. Is that's a reaction. Like that. that's, that's, that is a that's, reaction. That's heel that's, stuff, man. I'm, yeah, but I love but, it. But I don't think Cody – do you think Cody's even top five in AEW right now? As one of those guys, like that dude. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I can name five because... guys I think are bigger than that dude than Cody. Who? Hook for what? No, just no. <laughs> Hook is number one. Hook is number one. No, but you have your, your top guys. Your top guys are going to be. And, and, or, and just... It's going to be Hangman. It's going to be. Kenny, yeah, well, Kenny's not Hangman, here, so. Kenny. Hangman, Kenny Brian. is going to yeah. be Brian, is going to be uh, Adam Cole, yeah, baby, and it's going to be Cody. No, no. <laughs> so, no. so, so you say, so you say, if, if Cody says I'm challenging for the AEW World Title right now, people are mad that he's you're challenging. Not, you're not. It doesn't matter. If no, mad, people are mad are that you... he's challenging Sammy. People are like, you don't need Miro, Mox. Like, I think Cody's on, like, Eddie Kingston level right now. <laughs> Orange Cassidy level. Wow. Uh, okay, but, level. But, if Orange, but Orange Cassidy has, what, like, six losses? He has less I losses think, than uh, Cody. I think, yeah, I think Orange Cassidy yeah, is think probably a bigger, losses, bigger worker than Malachi and Andrade. I think they're bigger than Cody right now. Nah. CM Punk got to be bigger than Cody. Yeah, CM Punk, Punk's definitely bigger. Come on, CM now. Punk can go. CM Punk needs to go back and retire because he's boring me. <laughs> That's oh, not the point. That's not the point. They're booking. They're booking him bigger than Cody by far. Cody's booking himself. He's but trying I, to get people over. Yeah, he is. I, he's going to try to make. He's going to try to make Sammy's actual run mean something because right now it means Jack. <laughs> See, that's what she. Sammy is boring. It, it's All a right. boring run. All right, we got, we got, he hates we, the Spanish guy. Exactly. We got, so we got other things to talk about. Let's talk about all really right, quickly. All right, all right, all right. Does anybody think that it's weird that they're trying to make Bobby Lashley a face on WWE? Has anybody paid attention to this? Is he going back to face now? Has, has anybody paid attention to this? I really. thought he was still here. I, I do see. Okay. It's so a weird thing that they're doing right now because they, he's in the middle. He's in the middle, oh, and they're the trying to—they're doing heel things. Like him and MVP are still doing heel things, right? But they kind of want him in that top slot. And the pro—and the, the question I have: this is this is the question because they are doing something really weird with Bobby in the crowd right now. Mm-hmm. But are they doing this because it's clear that Big E isn't the champion we thought he was going to be? Ooh, you might be—you might be leaning to the right answer right there. And I the think Big E championship yeah. run is not yeah. going great. He's, he's, he's not, trying so great. hard. He's trying not so going hard. About the Big e. What? What's not going good about the Big E run? Just about everything. He's just not over. He's not over as he really? was over when he won the title and it's gone downhill since. Yeah. But it's every baby face. No, it's not everyone. Give me, give me, give me, a, give me a baby face that so once he's won the title has gone, kept going up. It's not many. I mean, baby faces, if, ba- even if baby we look faces at, are 
No, nope. but even if Two. we're looking at recent history, Bianca wins the title. Bianca's still going up. Oh yeah, yeah. But, oh, what about but she had the title. What about Drew? She Drew was a babyface. Drew was stagnant as a, as a babyface. Drew was stagnant as a. It was a stagnant um, babyface champion. It, it, I feel like oh. I feel like E's drop off, and the way that they're booking E. I think E's drop off in the way that they're booking E has been not a strong run at all. Like this, just not a strong run. They had him job to they had him job to Roman right at Survivor Series. He wasn't going to win that match. Yeah, that sucked. And then what has he been doing since Kevin Owens? And and like I think they need Bobby in those matches because what is it, Seth? It's Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. And I think yeah, they yeah. need Bobby. Like there's nothing. That they I think they can. The well, I, they need something to make Big E's championship meaningful, and I don't think they might not even have the roster on Raw to do it. To be honest with you, they don't. That's a, that's that's the problem with the run. It's not him. It's who he's facing. I mean, he doesn't really. Let's put it like this: Kevin Owens. If they if they would have pulled the trigger on Kevin Owens a whole lot sooner, it would have meant something, right? Because Kevin Owens is an incredible champion. He was an incredible Universal Champion. Yeah. He and the man can go, and he, yeah, he's great. He, and he's a, he's a serious threat. No matter whatever losses he takes, he's still a serious threat when he when he flips that switch. Mm-hmm. Seth, Seth, he he's a multi-time WWE Universal Champion. That's a strong opponent for Big E, but they don't want him. They don't want Seth to take the pin. Enter Bobby. Bobby is there just to eat the pin. That's like that's like when they throw in if they were to throw in you know what? It's tough. if they were to throw in a uh, uh, Finn Balor. You already know why Finn Balor's there. Oh yeah, he's there to eat a, he's there to eat a pin. Even though he's the first Universal Champion, I think it's tough there because they're doing a lot of Bobby. They're doing a lot of Bobby. Bobby ran a gauntlet match. What not this this past Monday, but two Mondays ago, and yeah. he had to beat Kevin. He had to beat uh, Seth. You know, he had to beat and then he had to beat Big E. And mm-hmm. I think that was the part that gets weird because after he runs that table, now people are like, do, do I cheer for this brother? What's happening? Because there's right. the, the reason he beat Biggie is because MVP hit him with the stick. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then Bobby spears him. But the crowd's like, I guess, because it's not, <laughs> no, because it's not like Biggie has this, he's not a baby face that has a crowd in a place where if something totally effed up happens to Big E. They're all the crowds like, oh, we hate Bobby. He cheated. They were just like, yeah, he's in the match now. I, I, people love I, Bobby. People I love think, Bobby when he was when he was a heel. Yeah, that's the thing. I think people just love Bobby. Period. Yeah, when he's when he's a heel, when he's a face. I mean, he's he's gotten know. better and better though. He's gotten better and better. You know? They didn't love him when they tried to put him with Lana and the uh, Barrett. Oh yeah, that was, that, was, that was a terrible. Uh, that was terrible. The, 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 but, then, <laughs> but then they hit that. Uh, they they started looking at Impact. It's like, oh, this is how we book Bobby. Yeah, no, the Hurt <laughs> business was great. No, no, the Hurt business saved Bobby. MVP, oh, awesome. MVP, and the Hurt business saved Bobby last year. Period. Twice, twice. Absolutely. And and the idea that they would break those guys up. We already talked about this at nauseum. It's an example of WWE not giving the people what they want because right. people love the Hurt business. Yep. And I think they got confused about having too many stables with too many brothers in it. And they're like, what do we do with the Hurt Business? Do we add, like, you know what I mean? Yep. And so they decided to go the other way uh, and break them up. But I do like MVP and Bobby together. Um, is there anything that we need to talk about uh, on the other? So that was Raw. And Raw is by far. Oh, that's a good question for Chris before we, before we move mm-hmm. out of here. 
What is the WWE A show? Raw oh or SmackDown? Goodness. Here we go. Here no, no, no. Have you heard? Thank you. They got me SmackDown. Thank you. Tribal Chief. Okay. Thank you. Okay. It is. That's all, all right. I need to say. That's which, all. Which, 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 which show is three hours? Which show has the he, bigger tri- roster? Ty is wrong. Ty is wrong. Ty is wrong. It doesn't matter if it's, Smack, if it's boring. SmackDown is the A show. Smackdown. They have the big stars on. Okay. That's right. They have the biggest stars Smackdown. in the industry on SmackDown. SmackDown right. ain't going against, ain't going against the NFL, ain't going against nothing, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing. Ty, what are we? What's what's the next thing on the list before we we we're... Well, we do have to speak about what's happening in in, in NXT. How Kevin Owens doesn't even think it should be called NXT anymore because it feels so different. How it's just unwatchable at this point. NXT it's, has changed so much. NXT 2.0. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 bad. Uh, <laughs> tell, us you, tell us how you really feel. I mean, it, it is it's bad. They're they're shut. They're shooing out anybody. They're trying to get these new people in. They're shooing out everybody that made it great. Core is gone. Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Johnny Gargano is gone. Right. Uh, Io Shirai is probably <laughs> going to be gone next because they're probably not going to bring. She's probably not going to want to go up to the main roster. Uh, Champa, he's going to be gone soon. Once his once his uh, his actual contract comes up, and these new guys are just not doing it. They had to bring AJ Styles to NXT. Like, mm. Thoughts? Where were you, where were your thoughts when you oh. saw that? It's a waste of time. Still didn't want. To, I still only watched it on YouTube mm-hmm. and on someone else's YouTube at that, just so I know I won't get the actual views. But um, it, it didn't. It served no. Like he was going against what that Gacy, like whatever his name oh, yeah, is, that, that John Gacy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't. It, it, nothing. No, it, it it meant nothing. It's a waste of time for AJ to do that. So, I actually watched NXT this week. From start, from start to finish, which is something I never really normally do. I usually just catch the highlights or so forth. I watched it. And the interesting thing is, I think there's some talent there. Like, I was actually rather impressed with Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. They, they did a match that was like a street fight that was backstage the whole time. Um, the, 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 the valet, I love him. Uh, Malcolm Blevins, love him. Mm-hmm. I think that guy's that guy's gold. I don't like they should figure it out. Like valets are different now. We talked about this. They don't use managers the way they should um, on the big roster. But that guy's gold. Um, you know, I don't know what you do with Tommaso Ciampa. I really don't. I love him. He's, I love him. But it's at some point when we talked about this too. At some point, AEW is just not going to take everybody. Right. Like at some point they're gonna have to figure out AEW is gonna have to figure out what makes sense. They only have, you know, I don't know how many hours in the week. What, what's Rampage one? They only have three, right? Dynamite's two hours. Rampage mm-hmm. is one. Even if you talk about elevation and dark and all that, that's not the same. So you got to put the big guys on the TV, and like they're gonna run. They're already running out of space. You don't see Andrade as much as you. You don't see Miro. You haven't seen Miro in forever. Like. You don't see wrestlers that should be on TV and promotions and you don't miss them because you're debuting Kyle O'Reilly. You're right. debuting all of these folks all the time. But I, I, I do, I do figure, I want to, I want someone to figure something out with Champa 
because I love him. And you look around, like you said, Johnny Gargano's gone and Undisputed there is gone. And you're looking around and you're like, man, even to the War Games pay-per-view, the old NXT, half those folks aren't there, <laughs> right? Um, they got to figure out what they're going to do. They've got talent, though. NXT's got talent. I think Carmelo, uh, Carmelo Hayes is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Imperium. Walter, like they've got love Walter. Yep. They've got great talent there. I I do think Ron Breaker. They should just call him Stry, uh, Steiner, but they. I do Rick think call Rick Steiner. Yeah, yeah, I think he. I think Steiner. he's got. I think he's got talent. Um, what's his name? I think is. I'm one of the ones that I think is hilarious. I could be the only one. <laughs> is it uh, Knight? Oh, L.A. Knight. Oh, L.A. Knight. What's his name in Impact? I think it's hilarious, man. L.A. Knight. I, I think oh, it's hilarious. Gosh. I think it's funny, man. I do. Um, I, I like, again, there are play, people that fit better, I think, in NXT than they do on the main roster. Um, I think Mandy Rose is one of those folks. I like Toxic Attraction. I like what they're doing there. I love uh, what they're doing there. Yeah, so I, I, I think if you kind of get away from what the black and gold brand used to be, because no matter what they do with 2.0, the black and gold brand was phenomenal. Yeah, It was awesome. It, 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 there should not have been a deviation from what they were doing with that. Um, but they've got folks, man, they got folks in NXT. I just, I just don't so know what they, what they do. It goes back with to it. what you're saying. The WWE doesn't give, people what they asked for (laughs) the gold brand just like you said was perfect like i was tuning in i was watching that this 2.0 ridiculousness malarkey (laughs) this yeah it's some grade a malarkey that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) it is yeah it is trash um so i can't even i can't really even watch it and i know it's just basically just to develop uh talent nowadays like that's that's basically what nxt 2.0 is now just for development period it is um, it is it's no longer uh, a competing show like nxt um not the original but you know the original was um so yeah it, it's, it's kind of a shame to see it turn into what it is right now so yeah that's that's where i'm at with that <laughs> all right we got to go to uh we got to do two things before we really do get out well three things before we really get out of here um but We've had our special guest, and Megan would, again, our heel-on-heel shout-out, Megan, our host, <laughs> who's not here today. I'm filling in for, Ty's filling in for. But if we did not ask CM Bryant how your, your, your wrestling journey, how you fell in love with wrestling, how you became a wrestling enthusiast, uh, if we don't get, give us the Cliff Notes version of okay. how you got into the business here. All right, so... When I was five, basically, uh, my dad put on wrestling for me, and I almost instantly fell in love. Um, it, it was amazing. Like I, it was Undertaker, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan, stuff like that. So like d- just those early memories right there. Just I, I loved watching wrestling, and then next thing you know, I'm in my teens, wanting to be a wrestler, just watching it over and over again. And then next thing you know, we're doing backyard wrestling, doing backyard wrestling federations. I'm going to shows, things like that. My cousin who lives in Tennessee, wrestled professionally for a little while. So then I wanted to go ahead and keep up with all that. And as it progressed, I just kept on being into, like just watching like WWE was the biggest one. So WWE, WCW, and just watching those guys and um, just learning all about it. 
playing all the video games. Um, next thing you know, I'm, I'm 35 years old, still watching wrestling, <laughs> got some belts, still having those those dreams of going in the ring, things like that. So, yeah, just been a fan for, I guess, for about 30 years and just, you know, I love it. On my downtime, I pretend like I'm wrestling. Everyone Who's your goat? Super kicks. <laughs> Who's your goat? Who's the greatest of all time? Greatest of all time got to be uh, Chris Jericho. Ooh, that's, that's a, a hot take there. That's a hot goat take. That's a yeah. hot take that I can't argue. I really can't argue that though. <laughs> I, I can't argue against that. Interesting. He's All right, someone, let's take about a top five on hip hop, and someone says Andre three thousand. Like, huh. like, wait, yeah, man. we can, we can, we can nice. fight that. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing: is is Jericho on your Mount Rushmore? Jericho's not on my Mount Rushmore. So, Ty is Jericho oh, on your Mount Rushmore? Oh, Ty. Hey, you just called him the greatest of all time. You better be on your Mount Rushmore. I was about to say, like, is that is that what is that to yeah. me? Or yeah, I'm saying, Ty, is he on your Mount Rushmore? He's not on my. Now that you say that, yeah, he could. He would be. No, he's not. Come on, stop. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's crazy. You gotta be right. You gotta be. All right. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, uh, Ty. We're going in to rate the wrestler. Roll, roll out the criteria for uh, CM Bryant so he understands what we're rating and then how we're rating. Yes. And then you will go into our rate the wrestler. All right. So when we when we rate our wrestlers, we'd like to go on three three pillars, as you can say. It factor, well, in, in no specific order, but it factor, work rate, and can you go on the mic? Can you go on the stick? Today's wrestler is going to be the one, the only, the phenomenal, AJ Styles. And I'm talking his whole run. I'm talking from Air Raid, from WCW to TNA. I mean, sorry, WCW to NWA to TNA to to New Japan Pro Wrestling to WWE. Nice. Do you want to start with the scoring? Yes, I will start with the scoring. You're doing a one category at a time, right? Yes. So with the first category, we're going to go with, of course, work rate. Work rate is going to be a five. Uh, There's not a... (laughs) Is this five out of five? Five, yes, five belts out of five. Five belts, yeah. Yeah, five belts. There, you're really not going to find many people that can out wrestle AJ Styles, that can out storytell AJ Styles on in the ring. You're really not going to find many people who can do that. He can do any style. He can do high flying. He can do technical. He can do submission. He can do strong style. He can do striking. He can do it all in the ring. when I go into his mic work. Hold on, were you doing one at a time? You're doing yeah, one at a time, it, right? Yeah, one at a time. Okay. So five belts, you can only do point fives. You can't do like any other DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, this is the easiest one for me in regards to the easiest category. In the ring, AJ Styles is a five. Easy. He yeah. is he is five belts out of five. One of the one of the best wrestlers uh that we've seen in a generation. I mean, he he is can go side by side with anyone that you call the top wrestlers in the industry. AJ Styles can work with him and work well and be the guy that gets put over or put him over. So that's a quick one for me. That's a five. Yeah, See, he's, he's so well, he's so well rounded, just like you said. So yeah, five definitely for work. Um, <clears throat> and keep in mind, he's he's under six feet tall, right? Yeah, and yeah, he's, he he's right against, around it. Right? Yeah, and yeah. he goes against tall dudes small dudes and he he has a very difficult finish and he makes it work he's smart in the ring 
um he is he is literally phenomenal just like he says like he actually backs it up in that ring so yeah definitely five all right time next category our next category is mike skills that is the area where up until he came into wwe and was healed not even wwe when he was in new japan and he was a heel that's when I could believe him on the mic. During his WCW, during his NWA, during his TNA runs, he was bad on the mic. It could have been his Georgia accent. <laughs> or it could have just been that he's getting bad material. But in those days, they didn't really give him that much material. It wasn't scripted all that much. But for some reason, when he came to New Japan and he came to WWE, he upped his mic skills. Even that... I can't, just for those two, I can't. And I have to give him a 3.5 on that one. We're on the same a boat. high 3.5. We're, no, we're on the same boat. We're on the same boat. He's a, uh, and, and he has gotten a lot better throughout his career. Um, especially, God, did they even let him talk at Impact? Good Lord. Um, but <laughs> he is actually, he's become very ser- serviceable on the mic. Like mm-hmm. Omos doesn't talk, right? So he's got to yeah, talk right. for the for the Omos AJ Styles run that's happening now. Um, with that said, he's not going to be able to c- carry a crowd to this day. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. either him like screaming at the crowd, like I'm a heel, you guys shut up, listen to me. But he's not going to be able to have the crowd eating out of his hand from a promo. He hasn't yeah. since he's come in. Is a five star, five belt worker. I'm with you, Ty. Three point five on the mic, um, and it's by far his weakest. I think his weakest point as a professional wrestler. And I don't think he's. I think the 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 mic work you get from Styles now, and mic work you've gotten from Styles over the last um, what I don't know how many years in the WWE is the best stuff you're gonna get. He's not gonna get any better than this. And this is still only a three point five for me. Yep, uh, I have to fully concur. Uh, you guys nailed it. Um, the stuff they say in WWE is, is pretty great. He has some sick burns on there, especially like his work with Randy. Um, I was watching some wrestling flashbacks on uh, his his sick burns, and they, they were nice. They were nice, um, but they were kind of like few and far between. Like he really needs to work on his mic mic skills. Um, also, just like you said, he's not going to have the crowd. He's not Never. a bomb of his hand. He, he can't. He's yeah. not a really great po- promo artist like that. Yeah, and he's funny. He is funny, but he's just like, right. He just can't do it. Right, and and it could be part of a part of his accent, which does make him kind of funny. It really does. Like that it that does. accent is pretty hilarious <laughs> when he gets into somebody. So and I, they I get to lean. Yeah, uh, I do <laughs> like the way the WWE's <laughs> leaned into him being from Georgia in his accent, right. but it's still you know what I mean. Exactly. Exactly. So so it's, there's limits there. Three and a half all, right. all day long. All right. And the last thing, it factor. Through his entire career, everyone knew that AJ was the, well, he was that guy. Not, not really in WCW because it was about to close his door. So you really can't do it. He was in a tag team. But in TNA and NWA and in New Japan, he went to the top of the card as soon as he got to New Japan. He was, he was going to, he was wrestling Okada and winning. <laughs> Winning the belt. Mm-hmm. WWE, as soon as he came in, mm-hmm. he was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew he was, he was a big deal. 
debuted in the Royal Rumble. I think he won it too, right? No, he didn't win that one. He didn't okay. win that one, but he, he debuted there. Yeah. Went on like he had a match with Jericho, but okay. from there he was winning championships. Like, yeah, like I I have to give his it factor, even though he's weak on the mic. I have to give it four point five. I'm probably I'll I might just give it a five just for yeah I'm gonna give it a five yeah <laughs> for his it factor. He I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna give him a five. I think yeah because he can't talk. Uh, I'm going to go with a 4.5 on the it factor because his five-point talent has carried him to be a must-watch attraction. Um, I don't know if he's a must-watch attraction now just because of what they're doing with the tag stuff. Because here's the, here's the truth of the matter. I think people watch the AJ-Omas combination for Omas. I, I don't think... I think... AJ is is in the role now where he's carrying the he might carry the segment on the mic he might do that stuff but Omos is the guy that gets the hot tag and is the guy that clears out the ring clears out the room it's like look at this spectacle of Omos it's not like it's almost like look at Omos AJ's there too it's not like anybody's going into those matches being like what's AJ Styles going to do next no Omos is the attraction but are we are we are we looking at Omos to see if he's going to crash and burn, or are we looking at Omos saying, no, oh, I mean, he's, I think, the, "He's"? I think they're trying to figure out where Omos can go, right? Great like Kali. they they they're trying to figure that out. But no, he's way better than Great Collie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing about this is, um, up until like this part in this run. I like up until this thing, I think AJ has what's the best way? It's very hard to be LeBron James. And what I mean by this is it's very hard to come into every scenario with that target on your back and be the person that everybody's watching with so much potential and then have to live through that your entire life, right? AJ from a very young age has been the guy that's been, this guy is going to be the man. This guy is going to be, watch what he does. And I think AJ has lived up to that all the way through. And so I think it's very, I think that is what I think that it factor is to me. It's like, everybody told you this guy was going to be the man. And he came in and he's becoming the man. And he does great work, like in the ring. You know what I mean? So I'm going to give, and as far as the it factor, He's not a five. I definitely think he's a 4.5 because of the work. So my final scores on AJ is five in the ring, 3.5 on the mic, 4.5 on it factor. And we'll turn it over to see him. Yeah. So I'm going to actually give him a, <clears throat> I'm going to give him a four. Um, he Ooh, does I like it. it. I like it. Like Ooh, it. Coming in hot. He, Coming he does in have hot. that. <laughs> Coming in hot. He does have that that it factor, like you said. But it actually it took a while to actually see it like come into fruition. Um, I'm gonna touch on a few points here. Um, he didn't really get like big, big, big like that world class like uh, celebrity status in, in in wrestling until I want to say probably like New Japan. New Japan is where he, he pretty much like made himself, and then he comes to the WWE. Everyone knows who he is, and that's when you see the biggest. W, you, that's when you see the biggest AJ has ever been. 
um, after New Japan when he's in WWE. Um, so I figure like that, um, I want to say that that late metamorphosis um, would cause my rating to go from a five to a four um, because of that. I like it. So what are your overall scores? What are the overall scores? Seeing what's your overall scores? So for the work, five is phenomenal. Um, everyone knows that. Uh, for the mic, three and a half. And for that it factor, we're going to do four. All right. What was yours, Ty? Refresh it really quick. Mine was a five, 4.5, and a five. Okay. So putting all those together, <laughs> we have a 4.5 plus five plus a three. I mean, yeah. And divide that by three, and you get. We'll have to he wait is, for a He's a four. He's a 4.5. All right, so is that the highest rating we've done? We've done who did we do? We did Sammy first. He was lower Sammy. than Sammy. Yeah, Sammy. Who, was, who did we do second? <laughs> Roman was Roman was next. We did Roman next. What was Roman was score? Roman was a four point five as well. Okay, so AJ and Roman are that makes sense over their career. Yeah, like right yeah. now. Don't get me wrong. You know, you know how I feel about the Tribal Chief right now. Oh yeah, which is the best Probably thing. A ten, business. right? He's the best thing in the business right now. Uh, look at Ty's face. I think Ty. I think my Ty might agree with that. No, usually, no, I, I usually the funny part is Ty is the one that's on the show defending WWE, while Megan and I are just like trashing it the whole time. Right. So okay. It's interesting. <laughs> outside of the travel team, outside of the travel team. Um. All right. We're we're coming up against nine thirty. Ty, what is your match? Uh. Oh no. We will do the heel, the heel of the week outside of the heel ring. Week. So CM, yes. this is the this is the time of the program where we pick who our heel of the week is outside of wrestling. So Ooh, if there's okay. somebody that's outside of wrestling that has done heelish things this week <laughs> that we feel <laughs> deserves to get heel of the week, you will, you will label, we'll let you go last. Um, ties back into focus. Your heel of the week might be your web camera. I don't know what's happening here. Ty. I don't know what's going on um, this right now. <laughs> I, so I will go first. And this is a funny one because I don't know if anybody else besides me, I mean, I know the world, some people in the world are, but I am obsessed with this Theranos trial. And this is the trial that is uh, the Theranos CEO. Her name is Elizabeth Holmes. And she was at one point rated and not too long ago, like in 20, I think it was 2016, 2017, the company failed in 2018. She was listed as uh self-made she was worth 4.5 billion at one point and it was like the first you know wealthiest self-made women ever at 4.5 billion because of theranos and theranos is uh, a blood testing what the what the claim was was they could get a drop of blood no needles just like a finger prick and they could do thousands of blood tests from this finger prick and they raised uh you know, close to a billion. I think like they raised some astronomical amount of money. They were testing patients. They were testing patients' blood at Walgreens. Here's the thing in Arizona and California. Here's the thing about Elizabeth Holmes and here's the thing about Theranos. It never worked. They were giving blood. It, they, the blood test never worked. They knew it didn't work. They're telling people that they're pregnant that aren't pregnant. They're telling people they got HIV that didn't have HIV. They're telling people they have cancer that may have not had cancer. They're telling people that they were healthy when they were sick. This is all because the machines did not work. 
And Elizabeth Holmes is going around raising money from investors, lying to them, telling them that they're using the machines and, you know, on medevacs and they're deployed in Afghanistan and they're saving soldiers' lives. All of this stuff's not true. So the trial wrapped up, the actual testimony of the trial wrapped up last week. So she's charged, she could face 20 years on each account. She's charged with like 11 counts of fraud. Um, she has her and her living at the time living boyfriend business partner who's also at Theranos. Um, all of this to say she then severs the trial with the partner, says the partner who's an older Indian man says that he abused her and she's living in PTSD. It's a whole thing. A look up Elizabeth Holmes Theranos, it's a huge story. And so I'm obsessed with this trial, I've followed it all, and now they're at the point now where the jury has the trial. Like the jury has the decision. She testified and everything. And she still to this day maintains that she didn't intend to mislead people, even though it's awful. So Elizabeth Holmes is my heel of the week. And I hope, based off of everything we know, that the jury does the right thing. Oh, the other complicated factor of this whole thing is meanwhile, so she gets indicted in 2018. The trial is delayed, 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 just started this year. In the meantime, she's gotten married and had a baby. So now, and everybody's like, her her pregnancy, now are they going to sentence a newborn mother to 20 years in jail? Even though she's more than likely guilty. There's no way that she's not guilty of at least half this stuff. So, Elizabeth Holmes, congratulations. If anybody wants to talk Theranos with me, I'd love it. Um, wow. But you are my heel of the week <laughs> as you go into this holiday season of people doing awful things and you've done them for years. All right, Ty, you're healed. All right, man. <sighs> man. I don't think, he, I don't think I can beat that actually. It's a great, it's a great story. There's an HBO documentary, story. everything. Look up Theranos. You'll see all this stuff. Goodness. Tons of podcasts. <laughs> I will say the heel of the week for myself is, uh, it's not a person. It doesn't have to be. It's NFTs. Ooh, what? Dude, NFTs, do, do tell. NFTs are my heel of the week. You tell. Because they're stupid. <laughs> and, <laughs> NFTs are dumb. NFTs are dumb. Unless you're laundering money, I guess. that's, that's It's cool then. It's, it's cool then you've been on the black market that I need a digital receipt for something I can have that's just a regular receipt. <laughs> or... Or, or a contract that I can just make it into an actual contract. Um, and by the time it generates anything else, it's going to be worse for the environment than I did with this one single piece of paper on a contract. Yeah, no, it's, it's stupid. It's all dumb. It's all dumb. Yes, you can own something that's one of a kind, but then they can just reprint it. it what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? It, it, no, no. Everyone talks about the every, everyone talks about the the implications that you can do with NFTs, but you're not doing those implications, so it's useless. I can find out 15 implications for a butter knife that can save the world, but I'm only using the stab. Or I'm only using to spread the sandwich on this, um, spread a mayonnaise on a sandwich. It's it's, it's I think it's dumb. I think the question with NFTs is: Is it going to move fast? It already seems to move faster than crypto, right? So Bitcoin and that stuff, I think we were saying the same thing about those a couple of years ago in regards oh, to no. I still, application I'm not and liquid. 
And now Bitcoin and crypto seems to find ways to become more liquid. Um, so, and I think I the question is, NFTs are going to move faster than that because they, you know, I think the crypto stuff paved the way, like the Bitcoin stuff paved the way for however. Because again, to this day, as, as much people as say they're billionaires and millionaires, I can't go into Subway and use my Bitcoin to buy a sandwich. So... <laughs> I'm still That's trying to figure. I'm still trying to figure out this whole crypto wave, but I do believe it. I at one uh, point I didn't believe it. Yeah, bit you, yeah, Bitcoin. You're gonna you have this money that are and it's backed by nothing. Right. It's backed Ty, by nothing. Ty, you sound like you yell at kids that are on your, your get off get off my lawn. Just get off yeah, my lawn. Get off my lawn. I love you. Sound I like love the old Maybe. man that yelling at I love it. out. <laughs> Maybe, but all it takes all it takes is Elon Musk saying, "Oh, okay, crypto sucks," and then it plummets. That is true. That is true. So, or the China, or the China be like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do this anymore," and then it plummets. CM, who's your heel of the week? My heel of the week um, is also not a person. It is Omicron. Oh, good one. Good one. I cannot stand that variant right now. I yep. swear, it's it's. It's causing all of this inconvenience in everyone's life right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's That's showing true. up right before That's the true. holidays. Now That's people true. can't have no parties. You know what I'm saying? That uh, is true. I got, you know, I got trips. I got, I got, I got to go to Miami next next month. And now, now I got to worry about this Omicron. Now I got to worry about getting boosters. Um, it is just out of control right now. You know, and it's just ripping through our community at like an alarmingly fast rate. However, I mean, the, the, the symptoms and, and what you get a lot milder. I mean, I get that. That's cool. And all, but still, no one wants to be sick. No one wants to get sick during the holidays. No one wants people, you know, getting hurt and stuff like that. Nobody, wants, yeah. nobody wants NFL games on Tuesdays. Right, exactly. No one wants that. No one wants look, 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 we can talk about that right now. We can talk about that <laughs> yeah. right now. For starters, for starters, for starters, it is not freaking Vegas. It's not the Las, I mean, yeah, Las Vegas Raiders' fault that the freaking Browns all are going to come You should have you got that game forfeited, but I'm thinking that you didn't because I won my fantasy league. I'm out. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of those things. I, I'm with you. I think that it's one of those things where um, – we're gonna it's gonna be a challenge right like we hope look the we hope that christmas like christmas day there's five nba slated games i i didn't the knicks are playing now and i didn't think the knicks were gonna play tonight or uh or on christmas but we'll we'll see i i it is going to be a challenge i think moving forward but i also am interested to see how fast people recover especially if they are vaccinated uh I was joking around with a buddy because we're again we're big Knicks fans, and Walt Frazier got Omicron. Um, it seems like everybody in New York's got Omicron, but um, and I was like, hey, look, Walt Frazier's seventy something years old. Like he's he calls the Knicks games, uh, but I was telling my buddy, I was like, if Clyde comes back from this, uh, there's you won't have to tell me nothing about vaccines or boosters. That shit works. Because if if Clyde at 70-something come back after getting corona, because a lot of people weren't coming back before these vaccines and these boosters got came out. And if Clyde is if Clyde is back, call he called the game tonight. So if he's back tonight, you can't tell me (laughs) I don't need any more evidence about what works and what doesn't work. This works for me. (laughs) The truth. The truth. 
<laughs> All right, Ty. What 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 is the match? What is the match we need to review before we get out of here? Oh man, because we almost went two hours on this thing. This has been we've gone incredible. yeah an hour and forty. Whew. All right, so match of the week: Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. What watch year is this? Where is that? Which one? Yeah. Yeah, just just watch all three. Just watch all three watch Kenny all. Omega matches <laughs> and Okada matches. You're not going to be sorry. One of them goes six. One of them goes for an hour there, and it goes to a draw. Which boo? No, I'm just hey, hey, that's a great match. Great match. Does not like the match. Okada won the first one. It was a draw the second time, and then the third one, Kenny Omega finally unseated Okada, who had the most defen- defenses of the IWGP. Uh, heavyweight title in New Japan history. It, it was it was incredible. It was incredible. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check it out. CM Bryant, our favorite. Thank you, our guest. Tell everybody where they can find you. Thank you so much for having me. You can find me on Instagram. I am CM Bryant at I am CM Bryant and on I am CM Bryant.com. We're going to have to leave it there. This is Wrestling Chat with Friends on the Family Podcast Network. Again, make sure you sign up uh, for everything the Family Podcast Network is doing. It's the Cheats Movement Podcast Network.com. I know it's long, but bear with us. Sign up once. You don't have to sign up again. Um, until next time, we got to count it out with the bell. Shout out to Megan, who uh, hope everybody has a happy holiday as well. One, two, three. We are out.